here's something you might not know. Minnesota is home to a large number of refugees from all over the world. In 2018, our state welcomed the most refugees per capita in the U.S. Today, one in 12 Minnesotans are immigrants or refugees, and their journeys to the U.S. and experiences once they get here are all unique. Green Card Voices is an immigrant-led nonprofit publishing organization based in Minneapolis. It uses the art of storytelling to share personal narratives of immigrants and refugees. The newest book they've helped publish is a graphic novel for kids called Voice for Refuge, Our Stories Carried Us Here. The author and subject of the book, Zainab Abdi, joins us now to talk about it. Zainab, welcome. Hi, thank you for hosting Absolutely. Thank you for being with us. I understand you're from Yemen originally. Would you tell us the story of coming to the U.S.? Yeah, so I'm from both Yemen and Somalia. My parents are both from Somalia and Yemen. Um, I born in Somalia, lived in Yemen for a long time until the Arab Spring happened in Yemen in the end of 2010, 2011. Um, and then that was the main reason why I moved from Yemen to come to Egypt. And then the second Arab Spring in Egypt happened, and that led me to um, have an asylum seeker to come to U.S., specifically Minnesota. Sounds like it was an exhausting trip. That was a, that's a long journey. It was. <laughs> when you first shared your story with Green Card Voices, you'd been in the U.S. for just a few months. Uh, when you were asked to share your story, were you uh, afraid? Did you have any um, hesitancy about that? Definitely. And I feel like a lot of refugees and immigrants always question when is the right time to share our stories because there is also trauma that comes with with, with the experience. So sharing the story itself is not an easy process, um, but understanding also the power of change that someone could make by building bridges between people who don't understand what does it mean to be a refugee. It's really important, and it definitely took a lot of courage from me and young people in my high school to share those stories, and it really taught me a lot and made me much stronger when it comes to owning my narrative. You are a part of the novel. I mean, that is your story. The graphic novel is in both English and Arabic, and I'm curious about you made the choice to have both languages in one book. Tell me about that. So when I came to the U.S., um, all the books, graphic novels were all in English, and it was really great, but that was not my first language. And growing up, I enjoyed reading a lot of books in my own language, and I never found any book that shares the story of immigrants and the experience um, in that language. So it was really hard to find um, my mother tongue in my own story, and I really wanted this to be a place for people to both enjoy the both language knowing Arabic is one of uh, the very spoken language in many countries. And a lot of refugees also come from Arabic-speaking um, countries. So I really wanted young people who speak my language and who are also refugee to relate to me by, by reading it in their own language. So that's why I have the both option in English and Arabic. Uh, did you notice when you were working for Green Card Voices, you were collecting the stories of other refugees in the, in this country? Did you notice any themes that popped up that were that were familiar to you that were shared across other individuals, other stories? Yeah. So all the young 
uh, authors and young people within the Agricultural Voices stories have really unique experience. Um, and I think if we talked about the one theme is the looking forward to the future. That's like one theme that every young um, refugee I talk to and interact with, they all want to do something back to their country. They all want to uh, fix the issues that they face and um, how they could make this world a better place. And that's like one of the amazing themes because uh, people tend to think of like refugee when they settle in one place, they just um, stay there. And, and that's true that uh, the new places we call home, but it's also the, there is that sense of like, what could we do uh, to make our first home a better place? So other young generation don't have to go through the same issue. So um, what would you say to uh, Americans who've been here all their lives about how, how would you explain, how would you help them understand about what it's like to come here as a refugee? Um, I would say to people who have been here who may not understand the experience of refugee, besides like reading books, I feel like personal interaction is really important. Specifically in Minnesota, we, we now hosted the Afghani refugees and every single person will have a neighbor, at least one person who is a refugee or their parents were refugees. Knocking on their door and getting to know your neighbor is one of the like amazing way to just have an empathy with someone and like getting to know them and to know their story uh, beyond just like reading the news, um, looking into the book. And this book is really kind of like a great way of like having a dialogue with people. So within the middle of the book, there is a way of people could have interaction with one another, ask questions and um, stitch in certain uh, stories so they could build empathy within one another. Did anyone do that for you? Did someone introduce themselves? Did they come over and want to know more about you? How did, how did that work for you when you first got here? So I lived in Cedar Riverside, which is majority were refugees. But I will say my high school was the biggest influence in getting to know someone. Um, so my teachers, faculty, um, even other refugees themselves, we all come from different countries and getting to know each other and our journeys has been like one of the amazing way of uh, connecting with one another in different journeys. Um, but I will say mainly um, education uh, system and places was the the place I felt the most welcome. And so what does the future look like for you? Um, in uh, work-wise or yes. career or? Yeah, yes. Um, so I am like, I'm two weeks away from finishing my master's degree at Columbia University in development practice. So I'm really excited to use my knowledge and finding ways of helping developing countries um, with things related to girls' education, gender, migration, and looking to financial inclusion in general. Um, so next, for sure, will be like giving back to the world because I really appreciate that the world made a new home for me in Minnesota and giving back to other people so they could feel at home and feel safe is one of my goals. Wow, fantastic. And congratulations, Zainab. This is a beautiful book. Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you as well. Best of luck in the future. Thank you. And we tomorrow we have the book launch, so I hope people could join. Absolutely. I'm going to tell people about that right now. Zainab, thank you. Thank you.
We've been talking to Zainab Abdi. She'll be at the Loft Literary Center, that's downtown Minneapolis, to talk about her book tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. And by the way, arts programming on NPR News is made possible in part by the Minnesota Legacy Amendments Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.